Good morning. Today is the first Sunday of Lent. As you know, Lent is one of the important Christian seasons that help us look back on ourselves, confess our sins, and give thanks to God for God's amazing love and grace. And look at, I want you to pay attention to the altar decoration. Thank you to Terry Stevens and then, okay, only Terry Stevens. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you, yeah, for that great altar so beautifully. And Joe, if you can please, yeah, yeah, zoom up, yeah, so that we can see it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so this year during the Lent, I want you to journey with me with a new sermon series called Fountain of Grace. And today our uh, the theme is broken cup, and then I don't know how she did it, but uh, Terry put the uh, the broken cup right there. So after service, you are welcome to come and, and look at you know how yeah the the broken cup you made you know out of cashew. It's very beautiful. So thank you so much, yeah, your effort and your gifts. So in the sermon series each week we will explore, explore what it means to be human and to find refreshments from God's fountain of grace. So let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us and touch our hearts and our minds and our ears so that we can receive your words of God that you prepared through my mouth and also let the words of my of we uh, let the word of you live in us so that it become our the soul for this week and may the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight O lord my rock and my redeemer amen in our daily life Many times we see things break, like this broken cup. When you see broken cups or bowls like this in this photo, what would you normally do? You can answer. Clean it up. Clean it up, yeah. That's what we normally do. We clean up, we throw them away. We do this because we think the broken cup has no value and is no longer functional as it is. And if you have little ones in your house, you would pick up the broken parts immediately and clean up because the broken pieces can be dangerous for your little ones. When it comes to broken cups or broken glasses, most of the time we think they have no value and they are useless and sometimes we think they can be dangerous because the broken and sharp pieces can cut and make us bleed most of the time we throw away the broken pieces because it is not worth the time or effort to try and fix them have you heard of Kintsuki? 
Kintsuki is a Japanese art that treats broken cups of wool in a different and unique way. It embraces the cracked and flawed parts instead of treating them as waste. In this art, Japanese people fix broken pottery with a special lacquer, dusted with powdered gold, silver, or platinum, and rebuild the broken items beautifully. The beautiful scenes glint in the cracks of the pottery and gives a unique look to each piece. The idea and metaphor of Kintsuki can be connected to the idea of treasure in clay jars in today's passage and the understanding of how our God sees us and treat us when we are broken. Let's read it together, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5 through 7, to learn how God uses broken people. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as a Lord, and ourselves as slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary, I'm sorry, extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. In this passage, Paul talks about the light of the gospel. He explains that as Christians, we are to proclaim the light in the darkness of this broken world. The light is Jesus, who allows us to see and to know the glory of God. And in verse 7, Paul says, we have this treasure in clay jars. The treasure here is referring to Jesus, the light of the world. And clay jars are referring to us, human beings. Why does Paul describe us as clay jars? Let me share with you what I found. The Greek word for clay jars is osrakinos, which literally means baked clay or earthenware. Osrakinos was a word used to describe plain, ordinary, run-of-the-mill pots. Some commentary says that clay jar is a good analogy of our lives. Because the Bible says in Genesis 2nd that when God made Adam, the first human being, God formed him out of the dirt or the clay of the ground. There are many references in the Bible that speaks of God as the master potter. And we are the clay. 
In Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 8, it says, We are the clay. God is the potter. We are all the work of his hand. Another commentary says that the clay jar is a good analogy to describe our earthly bodies in the sense that we uh, in the sense that they are temporally holding places for treasure. The clay jar also refers to our wickedness that we can easily be broken physically and mentally. Let's go back to the scripture. Paul says in verse 7, we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary, why is it so hard for me to pronounce this word? <laughs> <laughs> extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. What does it mean? It means that God intentionally chooses us the ordinary and easily broken ones like clay jars as his vessels to carry the good news to the world so that the world can know that it is God who works in us and who gives us power to face all hardship and suffering in order to bring the gospel to the broken world. Paul continues to say in the next verses, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. Paul admits our weakness through this passage. We are flattered. We can be easily broken, crushed, suffered by this world. But he says, with the power of the Lord, we won't be crushed although we are afflicted in every way. And with the power of Christ, we all be driven to despair, but stay strong and live in hope. Why? Because we have a treasure in us. Because we have Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, in us. And remember who Jesus is. Jesus suffered and crucified, and he was crucified, and also he was resurrected from the death. So if we believe in Christ, that means that his victory is in us. That, that victory gives us power to face all hardship and suffering. In the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we see that God works through what is broken. The Bible is a collection of the stories that proves to us how God uses 
the broken ones for his kingdom. The writer of today's scripture, Paul, was a broken one. He killed so many followers of Christ and he stood against Christ. But God used him as a vessel to bring gospel to people. Simon Peter, one of the 12 disciples of Christ, was also a broken one. He once followed Jesus fervently, but he denied Jesus Christ three times when Jesus was arrested because of fear. But Jesus forgave him and gave him a second chance so that he could be used as his vessel for his kingdom. And last week we heard about the composure of great is thy faithfulness. Thomas Jesus, he was also a broken one. He was uneducated. He always struggled uh, in his life because of his physical and financial problems. But God used him as his vessel. And he wrote so many hymns that touched so many people's soul. And that hymns bring people to Christ. And I, a pastor of this church, am also a broken one. I don't know how you see me now, but I had so many broken parts to still have in my life. When I was a little and when I was teen, I had a depression. I always felt miserable and hopeless. Because my family was broken. My family, I saw that so many times that physical violence was performed by my father. And I was not excellent at school or sports or music. So people see me like athlete, but I'm not really good at sports at all. <laughs> I was just one of the ordinary kids who was very, very shy. I had a fear of public speaking. You heard my story a lot, right? And I was rejected from most of the colleges that I applied. And my dream job was become a flight attendant. But you know the story. I didn't get accepted any of the job. But God did not abandon me. And God never gave me up. But God healed my broken and wounded parts with his grace so that I could be used as his vessel to bring people to the Christ and tend his ship as a pastor. I'm sure you all have some broken or crushed parts in your life, or maybe you are having right now. 
But here's the good news that Apostle Paul delivers to us in this passage. He says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. We, as a human, do not want to be broken, crushed, lost, or struggle with, with our lives. If possible, we want to avoid all those hardships and sufferings from our lives. But the Bible says that unfortunately, that is our human condition. We can easily broken like clay jars. Sometimes God allows us to crack. Yet the good news is that it will not be the end of our story. Because we have Christ who does not forsake us, but rather who raises us off from despair and gives us power to face our hardship and suffering and even uses our broken parts as evidence of God's work in and through us. For says in verse 10 and 11, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. How can we make the light of the world, Jesus Christ, visible in our bodies? Uh, yes, thank you. You see, when there is light in a normal jar, the light is dimmed or invisible. But once cracked, the light shines through the jar even brighter. Like this cracked jar, we must be broken. We must be crushed to let the light shine through us. And when we allow our cracks and wickedness to be used for the glory of God, the light of the gospel can shine through us. And his treasure, which is in us, can be seen in us even more. Let's go back to Kingsby again. Kingsuki is the art that uses broken pieces as it is and fixes it with a special lacquer, dusts with gold, silver, or platinum, and recreates it beautifully. Like a Kinsuki, our God sometimes uses our broken parts as it is 
or God sometimes repairs our broken parts with his amazing grace to be used for his kingdom. So church, we are Kinsuki pieces in God's art gallery. I ask each of you now, where are places, places that you need healing? Where do you need the gold for them? As we begin this Lent journey, I want you to identify where you are going to invite God's healing and God's amazing grace. I want to ask you to open yourself up to the healing God and allow God to fill your cup with his grace and heal your broken parts. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us. Even though we are broken, we have so many broken parts in our lives. Lord, thank you for choosing us as your vessel. And thank you for putting your treasure in us. so that we can show your treasure through our broken parts to the world, so that the world knows that what we are doing for you is not from us, but from you, O oh Lord. As we continue journey with you during this Lent season, Pour out your Holy Spirit. Pour out your healing grace on us and heal our broken parts and our crossed parts so that we can be used as your vessel to bring your light to the world. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.